They offered me the job, Arthur. I can start in three months. Wow! Skip, that's absolutely just what you wanted. Great. Yeah, but it's not great for anyone else, though, is it? You or Carolyn or Douglas, if I go, and MJ unfolds. Oh, we'll be all right. We'll find stuff to do. Or I just might have been joking about getting an offer. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> were, were you joking? Ah, they're in here. Martin. Well, how did it go? I, 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 I was just telling Arthur about it. Yeah, but I didn't completely understand. Well, then... <laughs> Did you get in? They're going to let me know. Cabin Pressure by John Finnamore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnamore as Arthur. This week, Zurich. Yes, obviously they're going to let you know. But how do you think it went? Uh, well, uh, parts of it went well. Good. But other parts, not so well. It's as if we were there. <laughs> Skip, sorry, I'm still confused. When you said... So, 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 overall, who knows what they thought? No one. Famously inscrutable, the Swiss, aren't they? <laughs> like their, their, their clocks. <laughs> yes, the legendary inscrutability of the cuckoo clock. <laughs> who can fathom its secrets? So, Skip, you were joking when you said... Yes, that... Arthur, just forget it. Oh? What was the joke? Nothing, just a joke I made to Arthur. You wouldn't get it. I wouldn't get it. No. But Arthur would get it. Yes. Actually, I didn't totally get it. Uh, Skip said... Look, can we just drop it? So, when are they going to let you know? Well, uh, soon. I just need some time to... Uh, th th they just need some time to think me over. Oh, did they say that? Well, that's a good sign. Well, no, I mean, they... Yeah, Skip, sorry, just so I'm totally clear. When you said they offered... The... All right, fine. The, tr the truth is, they did tell me. Oh. And? They said no. Oh, but no. Oh, well, then it's, they're idiots. It's their loss. So MGN can carry on just as before. Well, yes, but, oh, I'm so sorry, Martin. There'll be other chances. Oh, now I get the joke. Arthur. <laughs> because just now Skip told me they did offer him the job, but the joke was actually they didn't. It's quite a sad joke. <laughs> Martin. What's going on, Martin? Martin! Uh, Teresa? I didn't know you were... I wanted to surprise you. I, I just got your message. I'm so proud of you. You did it! Oh, hello, everyone. Have you told them yet? I, I think they probably gathered, yes. <laughs> you got the job! Uh, yes, but... Oh, yes! congratulations, Martin! Welcome to Swiss Air. Although, in that case, what was all that nonsense just now? Oh, it was a joke, Mum. <laughs> Am I the only one that gets Skip's amazing jokes? It wasn't a joke. It was... I, I thought I perhaps maybe... I, maybe I wouldn't take the job. Why on earth not? Because when I told Arthur, I realised... I can't take it. What would happen to you all? What nonsense? Of course you're taking it. No, but... It, it is a salaried job, flying 737s for an international airline and living an hour from your girlfriend. It could only be more perfect for you if it came with a cartwheel-sized hat. <laughs> oh. So you two were, um... Oh, sorry, Teresa, this is Herc, um, Carolyn's... Friend. I was going to say sparring partner. Herc, this is Teresa. Pleased to meet you. She's the princess of Liechtenstein. I don't think she is, Arthur. Actually, I a little bit am. Oh, so sorry, I, I assumed Arthur would... Uh... No, don't worry, I would have assumed the same. <laughs> 
Carolyn, I can't... No, if it helps, Martin, you're fired. Oh, I've always wanted to fire someone. <laughs> I thought it would be more fun. Perhaps you're mellowing in your old You're age. fired too, Douglas. <laughs> now, that was fun. It's... What about Douglas? What's going to become of him? Thank you, Martin, but I suspect I can dodge the workhouse. I rather think I'll become a captain again. Will you? Where? Wherever Hercules wins the bidding war for my services. Ah, of course. And what about Arthur? Arthur will be fine. Yeah, don't worry about me, Skip. I've got loads of ideas of things to be. Fisherman. Uh, magician. Dog guy. Or I might just take the uh, crazy golf thing professional. You could have my van. Skip, your dad's van. Well, I can't very well take it to Zurich, so I mean, if you wanted it. Skip, I'd love it. Can I, Mum? Well, uh, I can actually sort of see you as a man with a van. Yes! Now, listen, you'll probably need to replace the brake pads in a year or two, though. Right, Skip. And, uh, and uh, get good ones. If you skimp on that sort of thing, you only pay more later. Got it. Also, when you change the oil, add half a cup yes, of... Yes, probably best make him a list, Martin. <laughs> and it's very generous of you and much appreciated. So, there we are. Everyone will be fine. Oh, but... Who's going to look after Gertie? Well, whoever buys her, dear heart. We can't sell her. Really? What would you have me do with her? Fashion her into a pleasing brooch? <laughs> but not to Dad. You promise you won't sell her to Dad? Of course not. My awful ex, Teresa, used to own Gertie, keeps trying to buy her back. Or steal her back, like he did in St. Petersburg. Oh, was that the time Martin landed with one engine? That's right. Yes, he's often told me that story. Not that often. Quite often. <laughs> Happy endings all round. Martin gets his dream job and MJN bows out on its own terms in a blaze of glory. Hurrah! Doesn't feel like a happy ending. It is a happy ending, just not a fairy tale ending. We can't expect that. Real happy endings are never simple. Yes, they are. Like in Finding Nemo when they find Nemo. <laughs> or in Casablanca when the woman gets a go on the plane. <laughs> I suppose maybe the Jungle Book, when you're meant to be happy that Mowgli goes off with the boring girl to the human village instead of hanging out with Baloo and Bagheera. That's a kind of sad, happy ending. Yes, exactly. Exactly? I've no idea, but if it helps him. <laughs> oh, you're in here. Uh, yes. Well, I thought you handled that superbly. Hmm. Well done. And they all took it terribly well, even Arthur. Yes, and actually, I think Martin's van might be just the right thing for him if... Uh... Oh, Herc. Carolyn. I knew this couldn't go on forever, but we always managed to keep going, and now it's over. Oh, my darling. And what am I going to do now? Well, you know you can always move to Zurich with me. I don't want to move to stupid Zurich. No, of course not. Silly me. But it's stupid clocks. Very stupid clocks. I'm sorry. I like you. But what would I do with myself in Zurich? What will I do with myself anywhere? I, I, I understand, but, you know, Martin really must... Of course I knew that, you pillock. I just said all that. But in the privacy of what is still, for now, my own aeroplane, am I not allowed to be sad about it? Of course you are. You know the thing we've agreed I should say only on special occasions, because continued one-way repetition of it is always unhelpful and manipulative? <laughs> yes. This feels like a special occasion. Yes. I love you, Carolyn. I... know. 
Thank you, Hearn. This is Golf Romeo India. Mike Yankee, airborne, heading 210, direct Guernsey. Roger Golf, Mike Yankee, continuous cleared. And we're away. You okay there, Doug? Yeah. Do you always start this early? Well, yeah. Delivering newspapers. Got to be there first thing. All right. Here's one. People who should have been arch enemies. You what? I'll start. John Snow and John Thor. <laughs> no, sorry, I don't get you. Arch enemies. You know, because of their names. Snow and Thor. You all right, mate? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Great. Only I had an uncle, started coming out with all weird stuff once. Turned out it was a stroke. I am not having a stroke. It's a game. A game? Yes, you know, to pass the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really a game sort of person, to be honest. Right. And uh, are you the only first officer with the company? First officer? No, mate, I own it. If you get the gig, it'll just be you and me. I would be the captain. Never really had a captain. Right, but obviously one of us will technically be in command of the plane. Well, I suppose that'd be me. Won't worry about it, though. No, I won't. So, how do we pass the time? I'll just rest up if I were you. It's pretty full on once we get there. We've only got 30 minutes turnaround each stop. That doesn't sound too bad. Is there a cafe of some sort, or can we get coffee sent out? No, mate. We've only got 30 minutes to unload the plane. Unload the plane? Yeah. Us? Yeah. Who else? Anyone else. And those two boxes are going to my house. Take them outside. Arthur's bringing the van round. And that's everything. Wow. Doesn't the office look empty without... Anything in it? Yes. <laughs> Unless I can interest either of you in buying a sun-bleached print of two Spitfires fighting in a clear green sky. Martin, obviously I'm mainly looking to you. Uh, no, thank you, Carolyn. And that one's not a Spitfire. How can you tell? Well, partly because of the wing shape, fuselage and markings, but mainly because Spitfires didn't fight each other. <laughs> Martin, come on. Come in. I'll give you a fiver for it. Done. <laughs> So, Martin, how's the conversion course? Well, uh, you know, we're only a week in. It's all been CRM stuff so far. We learnt our personal watchwords yesterday. Gosh. Apparently, the perfect Swiss Airways pilot is calm, resourceful and decisive. Well, I can see now why they picked you. <laughs> hmm. I'm sorry, Martin, I, I, I didn't... No, 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 it's, it's OK, it's OK. The same thing had crossed my mind. So, you haven't been in the sim yet? Oh, yes, once. Oh, Douglas. Oh, it's amazing. The new 737s, they're just incredible. After Gertie, it's, it's, it's like driving a Rolls Royce after years of driving a... Hi, uh... guys! Oh, my God. Ta-da! It's your van, Skip. Oh, my van. Our van. Why is there a sort of evil hippo on it? <laughs> oh, where? Here, on the side. Oh, that's not a hippo. That's Goofy. Why does no one recognise Goofy anymore? Because of the horrendously disfiguring accident he's apparently... <laughs> had an accident? I painted it myself. Yes, I thought perhaps you did. <laughs> but why? Aha! Double to the... What are those? Ice lollies! Surprise! I've turned it into an ice cream van! <laughs> I 
Arthur, you, you can't do that. I did, though. But it's a transit van. It's for light removal. I know, Skip. But I thought, what do people like even more than moving house? Ice cream! <laughs> so, how did you turn it into an ice cream van? Pretty easy, actually. I bought ten boxes of lollies and an ice cream guy hat, and I painted Goofy on it. <laughs> Arthur, these are all Calippos. Yeah, they're my favourites. Why have you only got strawberry flavour? Oh, that's me being clever. I'm not allowed strawberry, so I won't be tempted to eat them. <laughs> Get in. No, but Arthur, you can't just sell ice creams from any old van. You need a licence, a pitch, a freezer. Uh, no, no. No, I bought some cool bags. I think they're basically the same thing. Oh, and, uh, Skip, look what else I bought. Arthur, what did you do that for? See? I've had the brake pads replaced, like you said. I said in a year or two. Yeah, and I did it straight away. And I got the most expensive ones they had. Did you? Yeah, carbon fibre. They didn't want to sell them to me, but I insisted because you told me not to skimp. How much did you... £2,000! <laughs> Which is great because that's exactly what I had in the bank. You spent all your money on brake pads. Well, yeah, but it's OK. It's an investment. Arthur, the whole van's only worth about 500 quid. Not anymore, Skip. It's now worth 2500 <laughs> So, what you essentially have now, Arthur, is some extremely expensive brake pads, which, for convenience, you keep wrapped up in a cheap van. Oh, oh, and then there's the best, best thing. What? The chimes. I've done my own ice cream chimes. Listen. Ice cream, 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 ice ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, get your lovely ice cream. Yes, that's Yes, I think that'll do. There's loads more. Precisely. She's just like I remember her. Thank you so much for coming over for this, Teresa. Of course. I wouldn't miss Gertie's last flight. No. It'll be all right, Martin. Will it, though? I mean, Arthur's only had the van five minutes. He spent his life savings on brake pads and ice cream. <laughs> Douglas has been very quiet about his interview. Actually, Teresa, I, um, I had an idea in bed last night. I remember. <laughs> Hmm? No? Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, no. I didn't didn't mean that. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Martin, I'm sorry. I I just love how quickly I can make your ears turn red. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, look, it's it's, it's probably a stupid idea, but you know how you're the princess of Liechtenstein. That rings a bell, yes. Well, it, it just occurred to me, I don't think Liechtenstein has a national airline, does it? No, we don't. You know, funded by the nation. Only Liechtenstein being such a small nation, it could be quite a small airline. You know what else Liechtenstein doesn't have? What? An airport. Oh. <laughs> no. no, no, that's that's true. Martin, trust me, you're going to do great at Swiss Airways. You just need to find your feet. What? No, 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 no. It, I, I'm just thinking of the others. I know. Thank you for an approach, Golf Tango India Airborne, climbing to 4,000 feet. Oh, we'll miss you, Gertie. Carl, please. Yeah, Roger, Golf Tango India. Oh, look at her up there. Flapping away, all happy. <laughs> she doesn't know she's off to the vets. <laughs> Tower, can you 
Can you please keep communications? Yeah, yeah. At least give us a wing waggle, though. No! Oh, go on. Uh, all right. Hey! Ah, drivers, I have made you coffee. What? You? This is not the Carolyn we know. Yes, well, strange and miraculous things can occur on last flights, especially when Arthur's not aboard. Oh, and Martin, do try particularly hard not to bend her on landing, won't you? The irony would be too much for me. Carolyn, after the auction, how are we getting home? Herc's picking me up in his Mercedes. Surely we won't all fit in that. No, certainly not. None of you will fit in it. For you, Arthur's bringing his van. There's the Carolyn we know. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, next we have lot 42, registration Golf Echo Romeo Tango India. Carolyn, where's Arthur? He'll miss it. I hope so. That's why I told him the wrong time. He doesn't need to see this. Ah, oh, yes, this is rather fun. <laughs> A Lockheed McDonald 312. And not only is it in one piece, it actually flew here. <laughs> Encouraging start. Still an ideal purchase for, um... All sorts of people, I'm sure. So, who'll start me off at £8,000? Only £8,000? That's just where he's starting. No, seven and a half. £7,000. Oh, dear. Six and a half. Oh, come on, ladies and gentlemen. For scrap metal alone, she must be worth six. Scrap. Poor old girl. Bruce, I'm looking at you. I'll give you five. Thank you, Bruce. Five thousand, I bid, so do I hear six? Six, anywhere. Five and a half. Come on, that's nothing. It is a little disappointing. No, no one. This is your very last chance. All right. Going once, going twice. Five and a half. What? Martin. Oh, thank you, sir. Five and a half I have. Martin, what on earth are you doing? Don't worry, I'm just driving him up a bit. But you don't know if something... Bruce, else... do I hear six? All right. There you are, you see. Just made you a thousand pounds. Well, thank you, but don't... Six thousand I have. Do I hear six and a half? Martin, do not say a word. Six and a half. Thank you. I didn't mean you should nod. <laughs> I think he'll go higher. But what if he doesn't? Do I hear seven? I... All right, now, Martin, stop. Yes, seven is plenty. I forbid you to bid. Do I hear seven and a half? Just one more. No, do not nod. Teresa, grab his head. Thank you, sir. <laughs> seven and a half, I'm bid. Teresa, didn't you hear me? You were serious? Yes! <laughs> uh, Bruce, do I hear eight? I... Martin, listen to me. I know what you're doing, and God knows I understand, but you have to stop. I'm just trying to drive him up. You're not. You're trying to win. Do I hear eight and a half? Would that be so bad? I can get a loan. Then we'd have her. And if things don't work out... Martin, I need you to calm down. I am calm. I'm being calm and decisive and resourceful. No. You're panicking and making the wrong decision with resources you don't have. I know, because that's what I do. <laughs> so I can't go to Zurich, can I? I'm not good enough. So we have to keep Gertie. I have to press you, sir. Any advance on 8,000? I... Uh, yeah, 15,000 pounds. What? Oh, wonderful. Not entirely. Ah, 15,000 I have from a new bidder at the back. Gordon! Who? Arthur's dad, the one who tried to steal her. Hiya, Carolyn. How are you keeping? 15,000 pounds I hear for this really rather decent little biz jet. <laughs> Do I hear 16,000? Bruce? No. I'm done. Pays me when lot six is up. Very well, then. If we're all done at 15,000, going once... 20,000 pounds. What? <laughs> well, I'm not letting Gordon have her. Uh, madam, you cannot bid on your own lot. Fine. Douglas, bid 20,000 pounds. I'm not bidding on it. Yes, you are. I'm not, even if I had the money. We'll work that out afterwards. Just bid. <sighs> 20,000 pounds. Aha, 20,000 pounds I have from the man standing next to, but I'm sure utterly unconnected with the owner. <laughs> 
here. Thirty. Thirty. Thirty, I have. Forty. Well? Carry on. We'll have it annulled afterwards. I'm not sure you can do that. Just Forty. Forty thousand. Do I hear fifty? Fifty. Fifty thousand pounds I am bid for this often underrated gem of an error. <laughs> Carolyn, wait. Fifty thousand? That's ridiculous. He doesn't care about the money. He just wants to get back at me. Yes, but you do care about the money. Not that much. Sixty. Madam. Oh, right, Douglas. No, Carolyn, listen. He's up to something. Either he's trying... Find Martin. Yes? Say sixty. Sixty. To the man, you idiot. Oh, sorry. Sixty. Aha! Sixty thousand pounds from another new... Oh, no, my mistake. From an old friend. Welcome back to the fray, sir. Seventy. Do I hear eighty? Excuse me, guys. Have I missed anything? Oh, this and that. Go ahead, Martin. Eighty thousand. Oh, wow, what's get by? Gertie. Oh, good. <laughs> Although, couldn't we just have given Not it? Not now, Arthur. I'm thinking. We're not really buying it, Arthur. We're trying to stop your father from buying it. Dad, what? Here? Is he here? Do I hear ninety? Ninety thousand. Oh, Dad. Here. He can't buy Gertie. He mustn't. He can't have her. Objection, my lord. <laughs> Arthur, that's not... Don't what to... worry, dear. We're not going to let him. Go on, Martin. A hundred thousand. Oh, thank you, Mum. Thank you. A quarter of a million. Oh, my God. A quarter of a million pounds. For this timeless classic of... <laughs> The bid is with you, sir. What do I say? Half a million? No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. What, what are we waiting for? A quarter of a million pounds, though. Yes, but Dad can't have her. Do I hear half a million? Just wait, I'm thinking. But, Mum, he wants to cut Gertie's tail off and put it over his fireplace. Yes, I know, darling. Going once. But it can't. Going twice. Ten million pounds! <laughs> million pounds for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to own a masterpiece of aviation. Any advance on ten million pounds? No. <laughs> for that, you can keep her. All right. Follow me, my little gaggle of investment tycoons. <laughs> Douglas, where are you going? I need to talk to someone. Don't do anything without me. I shall do as I like without you. Right. Coming in. Uh, no, this is my office. I say come in. My way saves time. Now then, about this say. Oh, yes, congratulations, madam. A fabulous result. A fabulous indeed. Let me introduce you to the fabulist. Why? Behold the ten million pound bidder. Drink him in. Observe his haircut. Dwell on his shoes. Does he have the looks, do you think, of a billionaire out on an aeroplane buying spree? An eccentric billionaire? Eccentric, yes. Billionaire, no. This is my son. He's a lovely boy, but he lives in a fantasy world. Oh, thanks, Mum. So, may I suggest you track down that nice scrap metal dealer pronto and see if he's still interested? Uh, no. The next lowest bid was the Australian gentleman. Ah, uh, more bad news, I'm afraid. That was Gordon, the boy's father, and one man answer to the question, where does he get it from? <laughs> doing this together. Mum? Code red, Arthur. And, of course, <laughs> the other two bidders, as I fear you guessed, were mere stooges of mine. Not a mere stooge. Code red, Martin. <laughs> Was there anyone bidding on your lot who actually intended to buy it? How astute of you to ask. There was indeed. Bruce, the scrap metal chap. So may I suggest once again that you go and find him? Mr. Shappy? Mr. Shappy? Huh? You? Hey, what the hell do you want? 
What was all that about in there? What, the boy going off his head? <laughs> Search me, you know him better than I do. Well, enjoy your pretend money. No, bidding a quarter of a million. Were you trying to sabotage the auction? No, I was trying to get my bloody plane back. That woman stole it off me in the divorce. And one day I'm having it back. You could tell her that from me. Or better yet, I can help you get it off her. Ow! Steal it? That really is just where your brain automatically goes, isn't it? <laughs> no, not steal it, but I think I can persuade her to reconsider your offer. And why would you do that? Because she's a fool to throw that much money away out of pride. Plus, of course, 10% brokerage fee. You really are a slimy little con man, aren't you? A compliment from the master. <laughs> are we on? You're on. Well, you are extremely lucky, madam. You could absolutely have fooled me. Bruce Fraser was prepared to stand by his final bid of £8,000, and I've allowed the transaction to go ahead. Excellent. Now then. But understand this. Yes, yes, I do. I haven't said it yet. <laughs> understand this. I'm sure I can imagine it. There we are, boys. Gertie sold and Gordon vanquished. A happy ending. Yeah. Carolyn, there you are. Ah, oh, Douglas, good news. Whatever you do, don't sell Gertie. Well, that certainly takes the edge off the good news. <laughs> you have already? How? I certainly have. Eight grand to the scrap metal guy. Cancel the sale. What? Why? Because I just spoke to Gordon. He means it. He's seriously prepared to spend a quarter of a million on her. How do you know? Because I offered to sell her to him. What? Well, I was lying, obviously, but he went for it, which means she must be worth... Much, much more than that. How could she possibly be? Well, I don't know. Maybe he hid something on her before you divorced. What, that we haven't found in 13 years? I don't know. I just know she's worth a lot of money to him. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Douglas. I'd love to believe it, but he's just doing it to get back at me. Men like Gordon do not get back at their ex-wives by giving them a quarter of a million pounds. Trust me, Carolyn, am I ever wrong? Yes, repeatedly. <laughs> Far more often than your relentless self-propaganda would have us believe. Am I ever wrong about this sort of thing. Well... Mum. Carolyn. Oh, what the hell. Let's get her back. Yes! Yay! Auctioneer. I have a name, you know. It doesn't interest me. <laughs> Fetch me Bruce. Bruce took off ten minutes ago. Took off? How could he take off? If you remember, madam, you sold him an aeroplane. <laughs> but I need to speak to him now. Oh, hello. Is that Bruce? Yes, I just happen to know your new plane SACCOM number. My name's Douglas Richardson, and I have an offer to make you. That was Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore. It stars Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnemore as Arthur. It also starred Anthony Head as Herc, Timothy West as Gordon Chappie, Matilda Ziegler as Princess Teresa, Jonathan Kidd as the auctioneer, Gordon Kennedy as Bruce, and Dan Tetzel as Rick and Carl. The producer was David Tyler. The programme was a positive production for the BBC.